my name is Emma Bresky, and you're listening to an all-new podcast with Tomorrow Mag. So on today's episode, we've got some incredible individuals uh, who are all making waves in their own fields, if you will. But um, I guess what I want to focus on are the reasons why we're all in it to change for a better future. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, right. All right. Okay. So I just I, let's just go around, introduce ourselves, and so we can all become acquainted with one another. Start with you. So Layla. I'm Leila Afghan. Um, I'm a stylist, photographer, and I've got my own brand called Air Pangea. Mm. I'm Nogla Rapport. I'm 17, and I'm a climate strike organizer and a speaker and activist. I'm Lapsley, and I'm an artist, and I write and produce music. What I want to talk about first off is, um, you know, just a little bit about what everybody does. And I guess the core theme of today's talk is, you know, the environment, climate change, sustainability in, uh, you know, your own in your own ways. So, like, what what does uh, what does that all mean to you? Well, I'd say my job is kind of split into to two things. I'm either in the studio or I'm out touring. Mm. But it's funny because, like, it's only in the fast, past few years that when I get together with my artist friends, we've been, like, talking at the pub about the guilt that we feel when we travel and what the solutions are. Mm. And at the moment, we've been talking about the ways in which we can offset the carbon. And then it's a choice of, like, which companies we then go with. Like, WWF is, like, a gold standard. But then also, what does that mean? Mm. Should we even travel at all? Is there different ways we can use technology and maybe not have to travel at all? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's a massive it's thing. One, it's something that plays on your mind. Community. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Massively. Well, maybe, Noga, you could... Shed some light on all that, being a, you know, activist. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a scientist, so... Yeah, exactly. I don't have all the answers. I think when we think about travel, particularly, like, around planes, like, yes, we have to think about offsetting, but we also have to think about, like, what music can we make, like, as performers? Like, what can we do just here? Like, what kind of crowds can we generate? And, like, you know, if you don't want to perform, like, in, like, I don't know, Newcastle, because you don't think enough people will arrive, then that's a reason why we need to, you know, expand the railways here and focus more on, on getting free transport here, transport that's that's public and is zero carbon and is available to everyone. And actually being able to generate that kind of revenue here anyways means that your music still makes that impact, that your mm. performance still makes that impact. And that's sort of the kind of, of thinking that we have to have as we move forward. We have to start thinking about, you know, any solution to the climate crisis is not going to be a solution that's going to make the world look the way it is right now. Things have to change. Our job is to make them change for the better, right? Our job is to is to make people have more fulfilling lives, have happier and healthier lives, because that's where the problem lies. And if we keep thinking, okay, how do we just cheat the system but still keep living the way we were, it's not gonna work. Mm. And and is that how you find, you know, with your with your work, Layla, and your sustainable brand? Well, <clears throat> I try to cut down carbon emissions as much by only sourcing fabrics from the UK and only selling in the UK yeah. and doing, like you're saying, just keeping it more, like, localised. Yeah, I guess it's better to keep things within within the... But then it's you shouldn't have to not ever travel. Yeah. But coming to kind of like a compromise. Because that's what Air Pangea, Air Pangea explores different, um, explores different cultures countries. and countries for each collection. Like, your first collection was based on... 
on Jamaica. Jamaica. So, so it was, yeah, it was all about Jamaica and then every country. But it's like a London take on that country. Mm. So it was like I collaborated with loads of London Jamaican artists for mm. the collection. Because and was everything inspired by Jamaica down to like also what material you yeah, use? Yeah, even down to the materials. Yeah, so like, and what materials did you use for so your first used, collection? We used one fabric which is made from eucalyptus, and the buttons were made from coconut husks. And this was all local sourced. The coconuts, no, but the eucalyptus was bought from the UK. Yeah. Yeah. And then the trousers, we made tartan trousers, and the wool was sourced from Scotland. Oh. That's super cool. So what what other things do you, like, think about, like, when it comes to, you know, climate change, sustainability? What are the main goals for you guys? Like, it, it's quite an overwhelming thing, right? Especially for, you know, the younger generations. I'm sure you know that, Noga. But um, do, you, do you feel that there is a lot of pressure put on younger generations now for future to come? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think like as a young person, like especially organising these climate strikes and sort of everyone talking about us as like, you know, the saviours and, and, and really sort of moving forward with this. We start getting this narrative that, oh, young people will be will be the ones who, who will, will bring us back from the brink. And actually, we don't have time for for young people to grow up and and fix everything, because by the time we're older, we'll then have to rejig the political system regardless if we want to make it work for us. You know, and we don't have that kind of time. I mean, people are dying right now. Organisers around the world, particularly organisers um, in the Global South, indigenous organisers have been fighting for decades. So yeah, it's actually... It's not, an, it's not an, a new thing. It's not a new thing at all. And actually, the more pressure that's put on us as young people who are often new uh, to the climate movement, the more credit is taken away from organisers that have been doing this for decades. And I think often this narrative is also used to sort of distract us from what solutions we actually have. Yeah, massively. You know, like we go, we want a Green New Deal, we want a just transition, we want free or negligibly cheap transport, we want a, a safer and happier and healthier world. And everyone goes, oh, great, that's young people, you know? And it's mm. like, yeah, it's, it's like, like, well, if you just focus on that. make that change. Yeah. It's like politics and law that's going to make that change mm. in a way like mm. we need that to come from obviously things come from like grassroots but we also need things yeah changing in the top because sometimes i feel like we like relieve our own conscience by talk by talking a lot but not actually making yeah, any putting it into practice yeah but at the same time i don't think necessarily we all know how to make the change i don't know where like I'm skeptical well, like, yeah. as to where I source my information from and mm. the news. Like, it's hard to know what to do to contribute. How do you think you know the media has changed over the last four years? Because I know, like, for even though this has been an ongoing issue for the world, I have only really started thinking about this in the last few years. You know, I never like I've we've all I've come from a place where yeah I was like you know just living my life doing my thing didn't even didn't even pay attention to it until I went on a surf trip to Sri Lanka and was like holy shit this yeah. is serious. So it's because you can't deny the science and it's kind of because everything's been escalated. There's way more things that have been affecting the Western world, hence on the news more mm. because we we seem to only put things on the news that have some kind of impact on all. World, yeah. Do you feel like with you being a musician, has have you like was 
climate change or the environment? Because you must get inspired by your surroundings all the time. Is there some, have you noticed a change in how you perceive the world now over the past few years? And has that influenced your music in any way? Yeah, massively. Um, like the opening track on the new record is called Through Water. Mm. And I'm reading a speech um, that my dad gave. He's one of the world leaders for sustainable development. Nice. On, um, on water and um, its importance and the water cycle and the way that we're disrupting things. Mm. And um, I always thought that I'd be writing albums about heartbreak and here I am writing about the things that are on my mind, mm. which is the future and the mm. present and the, the fear planet. that I have, but also the un the unknown. Yeah. Do you feel like music and creativity is also a way to sort of like help engage with people? I think inspire? absolutely. I mean, I... When I was 15, I founded um, an amateur theatre company for young people. So it's like run That's by young so cool. people. It's it, it's all free. So, you know, you it, it's it's a very grassroots and very local thing. Um, but over the past few months, sort of as more young people have been engaged with climate change, we've sort of run um, a few flash mobs and done a few short films about the theme of like burn the disco, not the planet. And sort mm. of this idea of like, how can we actually... Make it fun. How can we make it fun, but also... You know that that's what theatre and performance is about. It's about what matters and what you want to communicate and what you want to think about and what you want to express. And actually, as young people, any outlets for expression or creativity are so rare, particularly because of cuts um, to school funding. That actually, you know, most places don't even have drama. So to have kids in a space where they can freely say, "I'm worried about this," and I want to do something that that shows how I feel is so vital. Mm. Otherwise, you don't get that confidence that that allows kids to then go on protests and to then say, I'm angry about this and I want a radical solution. Mm. Yeah. And do you feel the same about that with your with fashion, Layla? Like, how's <coughs> your approach? Way. Like, how's your approach to sustainability? And because obviously you like Airpengia is all about culture, yeah. travel. Edu like seeing yeah. things beyond like what we know, right? Yeah. But then there's an element of sustainability. So how how do you go about your creative process with like with all of that? I just keep it down to like to the fabrics and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then also like. But you've it built cool. a community as well yeah, yeah. because making you're getting you're getting in local people to come in and yeah yeah, yeah. Create, and create with you. But also like like you said, making it fun. Because mm. when I was at uni a few years ago and I was I was doing a lot of research on sustainable fashion back then, there was like no brands doing mm. it. It was like very few. Yeah. So it was like the niche brands. Yeah, right? the only brands that were doing it were like really like hippie or like brown earthy colours because mm. they were like sustainable so with Air Pangea I'm trying to make it all like cool so it's like that's the hard wear, thing with fashion is about is how, do, how do we make sustainability sort of like a spectacle cool thing, yes yeah. for people because unfortunately like we're in a society where yeah it's like we need the freshest new yeah. something something all the time right exactly. but how can we be more conscious about it how can we make better choices especially in Something like, you know, because the fashion industry is one of the biggest, like, one of the biggest contributors to uh, pollution, which is unfortunate because a lot of people like me and everyone else uh, that are in the industry in fashion, they do love it. But it's about how can we love something in a in a better way? Yeah. Right? In a more conscious way. But yeah, way. just be more conscious of what you're using and how you're doing it. Then... So what what are some tips like that you guys could give in your own fields to help sort of like move forward? I think everyone just has to do their own bit. Mm. But like 
also put pressure on the government mm. and to put more laws in place because mm. it's always the bigger companies that are like the biggest culprits demand what you want yeah it's like us as small brands or like small businesses we can do our bit for the local community but on the big scale we really need the yeah what are your thoughts on that because you're you're a very small brand and you're like actually like trying to be as sustainable as possible so like how is it that someone like you who's just like starting a like their brand is only just starting yet like you have big huge brands that aren't even trying to make that effort to change it, that must be frustrating. It is frustrating, but I don't know. It's like it's something you can't really. It's out of your control at the mm. same time because it's so far away from you. You can just do what you can yeah. within your community, your people. What about and, yeah. what about you know like with everything like you mu- it must get really like overwhelming and stressful at times. Like, do you ever feel like you know being a voice? There's all this responsibility and there's a certain like standard. Do you ever feel like oh my god, I just want to like cry into a pillow? Or, like... I mean, I do like I cry, <laughs> yeah. I cry a lot. But um, yeah, like there's I think there's definitely so much pressure on us from other young people as well. I mean, I was vegan for like six months and then because of my personal life, like I then. I'm now vegetarian yeah. and I'm hoping to like go back to being vegan in the future. But I got a lot of angry people yeah. like sort of like in my DMs and sort of all over me every day just saying like, why, you know, why aren't you vegan? And yeah. I was sort of like, look, like, yes, obviously it's about individual change. That's not accessible for everyone. And that's where the problem is. Mm. The problem is that the system that we're in doesn't allow for equal individual change. If mm. Because if it did, you know, then we'd have all be living zero carbon waste free lives of course Mm. we would the point is that the political and economic system that we live in doesn't allow for people to justly move to renewable sectors to low carbon sectors whether that's their livelihood whether that's part of their personal life because we're so focused on this idea of perpetual growth and we're so focused on this idea that you know oil is power or everything that we do has to come from fossil fuels and actually if we remove this sort of this superlative mindset that we're in where we have to be the best all the time and we can't support anything else then that opens up the venue for you know a UK green new deal for free transport for a frequent flyer levy that means that actually we can both limit higher carbon and allow for people to live lower carbon lives and Mm. make that the best life it can be. Prioritising well-being over profit is the only way forward. And actually, sort of, that's that's what we have to go into this thinking and that's sort of how I get away from quite a lot of the pressure is by thinking, you know what, actually, people who are angry about this, that means that they don't always understand or haven't always been educated about the fact that there's this is a systemic problem Mm. and so then it's my job to then step into that space and go look actually the reason why you know my actions matter less than the ceo of shell is because of this Mm. and it's actually almost easier i think sometimes to take that pressure and and dismantle it by going what is causing this pressure Mm. why is there this this desire from from young people and older people around me to constantly tear down environmental activists yeah why is everyone so active to like tell you what you're doing wrong or right yeah it's like we could use that energy elsewhere into like telling the big dogs yeah into organizing well i went to this really interesting talk with client earth and brian eno well it was basically like a fundraising evening for client earth who are like this incredible um environmentalist law firm whose client is effectively the earth Mm. but that was the first time where i've seen such a like a small group of people make such a massive amount of change and Mm. they've stopped no more um coal-powered 
yeah, coal power stations okay, yeah. being built in Europe okay, since wow. they started, and they've won every single case that they've fought. It's just about like imagine all these small group of people making big changes. Imagine if everyone just kind of like put their you know foot forward, and that's why I think it's important to have people like you guys provoking thought. Provoking at least people to actually think about it. Because I think responsibility for, when you have yeah, a platform. Yeah, for sure. Do yeah. you guys agree with that? Like, for sure. Do you? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess for me it's almost the opposite in that I only have a platform because of this. Yeah. But like, I work with so many other young organizers, and actually, you get to a point where even those who do like very low key, very grassroots community work suddenly have this much larger platform. Mm. It's actually that position where we see so many young people so empowered and almost self-enfranchised mm. that we're then in a position where people are listening to us and we can then go, we've got this platform because we're angry about this. We've yeah. got this platform because climate change is a social injustice yeah. and actually we're not going away. We're going to keep using this platform to antagonise you yeah. until you listen to our demands or until you join us on the streets. Yeah. I feel like... Because I went to the climate... Uh, I went to the climate change strike, right? With, um, wait, wait, sorry, which one was this? The global climate strike. Like, oh, the one in September. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to that one. Everyone's really passionate. And that was really exciting for me to see that, hey, there's actually a lot of people that care. Mm. It's just about figuring out where we can put that energy and how we can actually, yeah, like, sure. practically work towards like making actual changes right do you go to extinction rebellion or anything like that um so there's a fair amount of overlap in terms of like sometimes i'll work with them and sometimes i'll go on their protests and stuff i'm not like an actual yeah member part, yeah but uh, there's a lot of like support from like myself and like other experienced campaigners who are like yeah. what if you you know extinction rebellion are a very young uh, organization and they've got a lot of publicity and that means that we have to make sure that it's used you know they're and, guided in the right direction yeah. so that's like that means that myself and, and other campaigners have to constantly be like okay well what if we did Advising. this like, what if we yeah exactly and i think that's very important in that you know i've worked with a lot of much much older campaigners um over the past few months over the past almost year now i guess and that's sort of the the process isn't it like you learn what to do you learn how to organize mm. and you keep learning you keep improving until you know, the world is protesting. Yeah. And I think that's actually a vital thing. And it's actually been really encouraging to see recently how XR have, have grown as an organisation and become more self-aware and have, have started to take on some constructive criticism. Not all, but some. And I think that's a really, really important thing to have. But I also think it's important to remember that Extinction Rebellion are just one organisation in a huge environmental movement that spans decades. You know, like, I mean, here you have... You have the Climate Strikers, which is us, but you also have groups like Reclaim the Power and you have groups like Wretched of the Earth and you have groups like Extinction Rebellion and then you have groups all around the world. You have obviously like NGOs like 350 and then you have groups like Zero Hour. Like this is a huge, huge movement. Mm. And I think sometimes it's quite worrying that we spend all our time focusing just on one group when actually yeah. what's important and encouraging and exciting is to look at the diversity of the movement and how many organizations there are and to mm. think these are so many people who just stood up one day and went i'm gonna do my own thing i'm gonna make my own group and we're gonna make a change and we're gonna make our town ungovernable until you know our councillors agree to our demands what about you guys within your own sort of like fields and your own like your own community how do you guys feel like 
What's the story that you want to share with the world that sort of enables this sort of change as well? I'd say that in terms of like in the immediate time, it's definitely awareness mm. um, and using your platform because you do have decisions, you know, the brands that you choose to work with. There's like, I've been thinking about like practical things which I can make you, within your own. Yeah, like also within the next tour in terms of like not bringing over certain band members to America and actually employing people locals. already there, locals. Mm. So doing festivals that work around the tour. So if I'm in North America, I'll do the festivals around at that time mm. rather than coming back and then flying over specifically yeah. for Coachella or whatever, trying to fit it so you're in, in that area, just minimising. Yeah. Um, also, in I've been doing that too yeah. with like my own work as a model. Like I've had to turn down some jobs because I was like, I'm sorry, I don't see the point in flying to New York for a day. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, so yeah. that I can make a couple of grand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like I may as well just make a couple of grand in the UK. Yeah, do you know? There's definitely like a massive thing that needs to be talked about in terms of like tour buses. Mm. I mean, it's a tough for... one. The music yeah, industry it's, and in it's the... so hard. And this Here's... is only like the. Yeah, you know, the peak of the. This is the thing I want to talk about. Really, is the struggles, the challenges we face. Because I wake up in the morning and I'm like, "Damn it," you know, like, ah, oh, why is like you know you you you're trying to you're trying so hard to be as sustainable as you can, but society challenges you because it may they make it really hard, right? Mm -hmm. Do you find those sort of frustrations? Yeah, and, I get like, a lot of people who are just like, "Oh, that's rubbish," like. They don't believe in sustainability still. Or like climate, climate change. change. still some people in my my group of friends even. Even in my I family as well sometimes, like, you know. But I feel like it is getting better slowly over the years. Because I've been onto this for quite a while, even since I was younger. I used, yeah. I used to have a go at my mum for buying clothes from Primark because mm. I was just, like, so against it. You've always had this, like, yeah, embedded yeah, yeah. in you to, like, you know, be conscious and about your clothes. It is positive that recently there is so much more being done about it. It's it's good that there is movement. There's people actually, like, listening now. Yeah. But, like, I was, watching Captain, I was watching Captain Planet when I was a kid and, like, I saw that it was only on from 1993 to 1996. And, like, even then, as a kid, they were talking... Back then, they were talking about pollution, climate change. Mm. I mean, the theme song was Captain Planet. Yeah, in the 90s, it was all about the ozone layer. Yeah. That's mm. what I remember at school. Everyone was just like, ozone layer. Mm. Before that was acid rain Ooh. in the 80s. Wow. And now it's like everything is just kind of, like, combined together. Except acid rain. We don't have that, I don't think, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the ozone layer and the climate change, now the problem is just, like... Because nothing was done in the nineties. How do you guys? You know. How do you guys maintain a sense of hope? Because like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, "Gosh, we live in a grim world." Oh yeah, I ring my dad crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's funny speaking to him. He's obviously like in this field, and um, he was telling me that when he was eighteen, um, when he first did his like geotechnical engineering degree, they they didn't talk about the uh, like sea level rise and sea level temperature change that wasn't talked about that wasn't um, it was kept hush hush no like it takes a while for the science to become like accepted within mm. the community and it it wasn't until he was in his 30s in the 90s did that that was like proven yeah effectively yeah mm. but then the way that that would like impact on major engineering companies around the world and like it takes so long for the science to become embedded and then to make real change. We we need to, you know, believe the scientists and shorten the amount of time it mm. takes from the science to then have a genuine impact on the on the decisions that these these people make, these companies and these governments. What what can we tell like the everyday person? Like, because it's it's 
obviously, like it's such a it's such a buzzword now. You know, it's it's everywhere on the news. Sustainability, climate change. It's hard because climate predictions. Yeah, as well. the yeah. the climate emergency, and it's such a shame that it's only because of now that people are like, whoa. But it, I've noticed that sometimes when you try to have these conversations with people, they just switch off. They're like, I don't, I'm, I'm tired now. I'm tired of listening. And it's, it's, you know what I mean? So how do we engage people in a way that like doesn't make them feel like, okay, you're, you're too much for me right now. You're just like overloading. Because I find people sometimes when I'm talking about it on my Instagram, they're like, okay, Emma, we get it, but you're really depressing me now. So it's like how, how do they say that your stuff is so funny? Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. But like yeah. I guess you know humor like, is humorous to is it enough for them. But so I guess it's the same in all your own fields. It's like how do we create a sense of hope? I mean, I know with music, there's that. I guess people can communicate with music in the same ways that they communicate in fashion. So what do you guys do to sort of bring an understanding of like you know solutions? Yeah. For me, like, one of the clearest examples of this was there was a week where I was so busy and I ended up speaking at, like, two different schools on the same day, which is a bit of a trick. But it was really interesting because it was the same assembly that I was giving. But in the first school, the kids were so upset about it. Afterwards, they they came up to me and, and they were like, oh, my God, like, what, like... I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go home tonight. And then I got a few messages from them over the next couple of days after that going, um, I sat down with my mum for like five hours and we just looked it up and just like cried. But the kids that I talked to in the afternoon said, okay, so what can we do? And I said, you know, you can organise, you can join a local group, you can form a local group, you can protest and you can get out onto the streets because we know that's the single most powerful way to make any kind of change. And... I think the difference between these two kids was the first group, what I got from them was they knew about this before. They'd been told about this. Most of them, you know, they didn't know about it in detail, but they already knew. And I think once you learn about it from such a young age and it's so entrenched in your life, that you're in a position where you just feel paralysed by it. You mm. just think that that's all there is. And I know I was like that for about 10 years. And I just thought until I was about... 16 I just genuinely thought there was nothing we can do so of course I didn't change anything about my life and I didn't yeah change I mean I remember about the being system. like what can I do yeah like, because there's nothing like, I can do as a single person but I think there people underestimate the power of one individual you know because imagine it's like if one person starts imagine if everyone like just just small small acts each individual small act will like lead to a big major impact right I think it's safe to say that, like, that works. I think it does, but I also think, like, if we only teach kids, you know, turn the lights off and recycle more, that's the same kind of narrative that yeah. we've been fed for, like, yeah, 30 exactly. years. Yeah, exactly, we've got to push it even more. Right? So now it's like, if you can go vegan, if you can recycle, if you can make sure that you don't buy new clothes, but instead, like, focus just on, like, sustainable fashion and, like, organising, like, swap shops or going, like, thrift shopping. Or even or any just kind trying of that it out, right? If you can, then that's yeah. great. But I've tried. I've dabbled in certain commitments. Like I tried to be vegan. I was still trying to be vegan, but I've had a few slip ups. You know, I've had a, I've had a slice cheese of cheese. Yeah, I've had a few cheese. <laughs> I can't help the cheese. I love the cheese. Uh, but like the thing is, I feel like people get so fixated on perfection that it doesn't have to be perfect, right? 
Well, you have to be if you're aiming in the right direction. Yeah, as long as you're better than you were before. Yeah, (laughs) don't let perfect get in the way of trying to make good changes or do good things. Right. Yeah. What kind of commitments have you tried in your own lifestyle? Veggie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a train queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to um, cut down on flights. See, I was an Uber bitch. I used to Uber everywhere, literally. Well, it's <laughs> and hard I was because like, people book you. Yeah. They're like, and the car picks you up to go to this shoot. Yeah, exactly. So it's like doing public transport. I know. But I signed up with the the, the bike, city yeah, bikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually really fun. <laughs> it's a really good way of getting fit too. <laughs> it's it's hard, like like when when you said like society is geared up to go against it because we're constantly yeah for growth like public transport is quite expensive mm. and and it's you've not got the ease if you need to go to somewhere really like like a specific studio like it's so much easier to get a car but if it was easier then more people would sorry if it was easy to go on public transport yeah then it it's, does feel like people aren't on our side in that in that sense yeah so i guess like we can just try to make more yeah just have to try to make more individual choices down to the things that you do for your brand or your job and your life. I think also statements of choosing what you don't do as well. Mm. I mean, I'm not doing this for these reasons. Yes. I'm not playing that festival for these for these reasons, or mm. I'm not working with that brand. I think that's as much of a statement as I am working staying true with this to your person. values. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. I've had to turn down brands because I was like, listen, like if you want to work with me, we got to talk about sustainability. We got to like. I get it. No one's 100% sustainable, but what are you doing to try to be? Are you consciously making the changes, the effort? I'm just like, that's before I work with anybody. I ask, I have, on the cards. yeah. Because yeah. if they're working towards actually making changes, then I'm like, hey, then maybe I'll, yeah, you can, we can work together. But then I've had to turn down brands and they keep calling me back and I'm like, I'm not going to work with you until you've like, you're able to talk about it with me. You know what I mean? You can't even have a dialogue. <laughs> like, I got I got a little bit of hate for going on a podcast with um, Nasty Gal, which oh, yeah. is a fast fashion brand. And um, immediate people are like, why are you talking to a fast fashion brand? I'm like, it's because of, of talking to a fast fashion brand about these things that we can actually make changes. I didn't say, like, I'm buying their clothes. I'm in. They've invited me to talk about it. They've invited me to have a conversation. And I feel like that's what we all just have to do is just have conversations with one another really try to understand each and every individual's like own take on it and then see how we can all move together moving forward because everyone's got so many different opinions but it's not like no opinion is not valid right but so it's about like trying to understand everyone's own take on it and how can we can all work together i did sound silly when you were like what are the steps that have you that you've taken? And my reply was, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I was like, that just kind of like sums up. That's a big, that's a big that's no, but that's, that but like, does, it does. I know, but it just, it's so frustrating that like, I want someone to, to, to tell me what to do in a way. Yeah. It's hard to. Do you feel like you get overwhelmed sometimes because you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I wish there was like a body that we could speak to, like even like the musicians' union or something, that where we could talk about like the real, like we we travel more than like people who fly around the world for business. Mm. I mean, like you are literally on tour for two years. Yeah, that's like a flight every day or every yeah, other yeah, day. Yeah, it's yeah. insane, yeah. and that conversation isn't high enough. Yeah, on the 
on the list. Do you <laughs> think that's something you're going to bring to the table and the music industry? And Massively. Try, yeah. I feel like the ground's already shaken now. Yeah. And we were we were asking um, at these things, like the, the Client Earth brand, you know, like, we're all just putting our hands up, just mm. asking, like, give us some guidance. Yeah. No one is helping us. There's, you know, where where is the, the technology in terms of, like, is there no, like, electric tour buses or being built or Solar you know there's power, so much yeah. money and yet in the industry yeah as well and yet nobody seems to provide any solutions or even any direction yeah i think this is why like because i can already see in your face it's frustrating and it it's like you know when i'm pretty sure it's the same in the fashion industry mm. it's so frustrating isn't it it's a lot yeah and it's just how do we deal with these frustrations because I feel like that's the main issue here is people don't know how to deal with their frustrations. How do we, how do we not? Yeah. Like you said, you had the group of kids that would cry about it. And you had the other group of kids that were like, actually, you know what? Let's just get out there and, and really try, just try. All you can do is try. Well, I think it is about the solutions again. It's about like, I know for us, like something that I can really see when I'm speaking to other people is that if I talk about a solution, if I talk about like the Green New Deal and what that means for us or what like a fundamental transformation of our economy could actually look like and what that means for individuals, whether that's like businesses or, or smaller brands or just people, then that sparks a real, you know, moment where they go, OK, that's why I want to go out onto the streets. That's why I want to organise something, because now I can envision the kind of future I'm fighting for. And actually, when you don't have that kind of solution in the conversation, when you just go, yeah, this is really bad and no one's doing anything about it. And if we want to solve this, we need to completely change everything. That's terrifying. I think, like you said, forming groups, that's a really good solution and support system, especially... Yeah, that's how I was thinking that. Was maybe like, you should form a group in the... Because I'm pretty sure there's other musicians that feel exactly the same as you. Massively. Yeah, for sure. And the same in, in your in your community. I'm pretty sure that mm. there's like... Because you also skate too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that like in the skate scene, there's like... It's... Yeah, it's a bit of both. Like You get some people who are just like... Oh, I'm sustainable because I skate. Yeah, but then you have those people who are like... But skaters generally, they don't like buy a lot of stuff. They no. It's a very like simple way of living. Yeah. Which is like very good. Mm. They don't like spend a lot of money on like new shoes and like they all wear of that their stuff. So, well, my boyfriend's <laughs> a skater, so he wears his shoes till there's like holes in exactly. them, and even then he's like, "Oh, they're fine." Exactly, <laughs> and that's something I do admire about the skate community that they have that, and it's like quite like into recycling, like they give stuff. Is that what you try to sort of promote as well within your with it, with their Pangea? You know, life doesn't it doesn't have to be so complicated. We yeah, can simplify it. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Maybe that's a thing. If it, if, you know, we've got such a mad consumption culture that people we're we're actually making it more stressful for ourselves because we're making it more complicated when really mm. it's simple. We just have to reduce. reduce well, I ways. think we have to reduce, but also we have to remember that, like, even if we change the way of our like demand and supply, we still will get these huge corporations, even if they're green, they'll still be exploitative and they'll still function on this extractivist economy. And actually, these venues um, that like our current government uses and actually this very old method of extractivism, particularly around the global south and particularly when we're thinking about the old roots of colonialism and imperialism that are still in use today, like groups like government bodies like 
UK export finance that still use those same routes and still do those same actions. If we focus too much on, well, it's our fault as consumers that we're in a consumerist society, then of course, like, we'll never point the finger at the names and addresses Mm. of those who are actively stopping us from reducing. And those who are saying, well, you know, even if you reduce, then we'll just um, sell you green things, but it will still be at the you know, born by born by workers in the global south in particular and it yeah. will still be born by those who are suffering now. So you're saying we need to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves and start putting pressure on those who are actually running the, the issue, whole show. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? And you guys as individuals with your own massive voices in your own communities can use the platform can use your platform way. to do that. Like there's a group called um they're like a breakout group from Culture Declares Emergency. They're called Music Declares Emergency. They're like musicians, producers, and just artists in general. And they've come together and they're having this conversation of like, we really care about this. What are we going to do about it? And mm. like, you know, I'm not in the music industry, so I, like, I don't know about that it. Ran but that. Who? Yeah, she put a sticker on me oh. at, the, at the Brian Eno <laughs> talk. Yes, I need to chase that email up. But it's really good, right? Because it's like, <laughs> then you have this group of musicians that go, we're actually, um, okay, we're going to say we're not going to produce any new music. We're not going to release anything for a year because, and we'll support each other in that process to make sure that doesn't impact our lives too badly. But that's our that's our threat to the government. That's what we're going to say to the so industry, we need to, to those really, who benefit from yeah, it. We need, to pu- we need to enforce proper, like, action. Yeah. I mean, in, we have to take example from those who have succeeded for, mm. for decades and for centuries. What have they got? Whistleblowers? Yeah, Those I guess. Trailblazers, I don't know. <laughs> like, but every other social justice dirt. movement, right? Yeah. Like, what did they do? They took to the streets and then they yeah. said, we'll withdraw from our workplace, we'll, we'll withdraw from our schools until you listen to us, until mm. you realise that people are suffering. Mm. But it's still hard because not everyone can do that, not go yeah. to work. Mm. People exactly. who never, like, don't have high incomes. It is, like, it's tougher for those people as yeah. well. Yeah. We need to find a balance. A balance sure. and immediate effect. <laughs> but I've, I've learned a lot in this talk and I feel like it's inspired me to, you know, do more. I don't know about you guys. Or like crank yes. the gears up a notch. Also the fact that we can have these conversations that crosses over in, into different fields. Um, fields. I think and so. different ages. No, guys, thank you so much for joining Thank you. And Thanks speaking for to us. me. I mean, I know I know I chat shit, but like, <laughs> <laughs> can you just um, let everybody know whoever's listening where they can find you, like on social media and stuff. Like, what's your handles? I'm Lapsley, and I'm at Lapsley with four Y's. <laughs> <laughs> I had to change it for the new compo. <laughs> I'm Noga, and I'm. Nogla Rapport, which is the longest, the longest thing. But if you if you look up like Noga Climate or something, I'll probably come up. Yeah. Um, N O G A. And you, Layla? Um, search Layla Afghan or Epagia. Nice. She, yeah, you guys should check out her stuff because I love her eucalyptus shirts. They're the best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, thanks so much for coming on, guys. <laughs>